Ezekiel chapter 47. We're going to read from the writings of the prophet Ezekiel, this great prophet of God that the Lord gave visions to concerning Israel and concerning the new covenant and the new things that God would be doing among his people. Reading from Ezekiel chapter 47, I'm going to begin reading at the first verse. The word of the Lord says this, Afterward he brought me again into the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate, By the way that looketh eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. How many glad he brought you through the waters? The waters were to the ankles. Again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again he measured and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the loins. Afterward he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? And I want you to notice what what happens next. Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned... Behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country. Go down into the desert, go out into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed, and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it from Engedi even unto Engalam. They shall be a place to spread forth their nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea exceeding many." The miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. And by river, by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaf shall not fade. Neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary and their fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I want to preach to you from verse 6, where he said, He caused me to return to the brink of the river, and that's my message, returning to the brink of the river. Could we lift up our voices and our hands and our hearts to God right now and ask His blessing upon the remainder of this service. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would have your way in this house. Lord, I pray that your word would go forth as these rivers of living water, healing and setting free, delivering and giving grace. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will lead us and guide us into all the truth of your word. We receive it today in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Wow, what a passage. What an amazing passage of scripture. What an amazing vision that God gave to the prophet Ezekiel. The fact that God said, listen, Ezekiel, I want to show you something. And then he began to unveil this remarkable vision that the Lord had, had given to him. And I want to take you to the climactic moment of this vision. This vision that God gave to Ezekiel reaches this pinnacle 
where Ezekiel is surveying every place that this river has traveled. And it is a, it is a moment of great joy because of the fact that every place that the river went, it healed and brought restoration. It caused revival. It caused the goodness and the glory of the Lord to come upon everything that the river touched. What an amazing, what an amazing truth to behold. In fact, as the Tree of Life Church, we take, we take great interest in what he's saying in these verses of Scripture. I love when he says that he has given the fruit for meat and the leaves for medicine. I love that, that wherever the river went, it caused there to be healing and it caused growth to develop and trees to be brought forth to grow on one side of the river and on the other side of the river. Brother Rodriguez was just mentioning a moment ago about the fact that when we plant the seed, that seed begins to, to grow and become a mighty tree planted by the rivers of water. The book of Psalms describes that, that the leaf of that tree shall not wither and that the fruit of that tree will not fade but that it is a perpetually productive tree that, that God has brought forth. This is the way it was always supposed to be. And, and, it, and Ezekiel's watching this occur. He's, he's standing on the brink of the river, and he's looking out over what God is showing him, and God is saying, look, I want you to see every place that the river flows, life begins to, to come forth. How many can testify to that very fact in your own life? That the river came by and touched you one day. Amen. That the river came by and hallelujah. How many remember when the river swept up onto the shores of your life and God said, why don't you come on in to the river? Wade out just a little bit deeper. Step on into the river of his love. How many remember that day when it was in you like a well of living water springing up into everlasting life? Jesus said, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That term living water is a term that describes the fact that the water has life in it. And the life begins to move upon the things that it touches. And those things that were dead come to life. Those things that had given up rebound. Those things that had, had died begin to flourish again. That's what Ezekiel is watching as he sees the river flow throughout, throughout the land. There's just no limit to it. God said it's going to flow into the sea and, and that's where rivers go. They have a destination. They're flowing into this sea. That's how the vision culminates. But that's not how the vision began. The vision began in a very small way, in a very humble beginning. It did not begin as a raging river. It did not begin as a mighty sea. It started as a trickle in the temple. It was just, it was just some water seeping out from under the door. And the Lord had, had just taken Ezekiel upon this, this whirlwind tour, if you please, of the temple of the Lord. And he took him into the most minute, meticulous, detailed descriptions of how the temple of the Lord, the new temple, would be built. And then he's revealing to him that this is segueing into something that your mind can't even comprehend. Something you can't even fully fathom. What I'm getting ready to do in Israel is going to blow your mind. And I'm showing you, I'm showing you step by step and, and, and through all of the intricate details of this temple exactly how it's going to be laid out. And then when this vision reaches its climax, I'm going to show you how that it takes upon itself a, a, a very spiritual nature. And that it is not just reserved for the people of the physical nation of Israel. But that it's going to flow out from this place. 
And it's going to flow into every highway and every byway. It's going to go up and down every street and in every city. It's going to go into the alleyways, up onto the hilltops. It's going to move upon every dead thing that died. Hallelujah. It's going to be for whosoever will. Hallelujah. Let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. That's what I'm going to show you, Ezekiel. But it's not going to start like a raging river. It's going to start like a trickle in the temple. I can hear the word of the Lord admonish us not to despise the day of small things. Not to take for granted the things that begin in a little humble fashion. Because they're going to grow and they're going to build. The momentum is going to develop and continue. And as it does, God is going to do things that we cannot in this place of being really fully comprehend. The Bible says, I hath not seen and ear hath not heard. It has not. I want you to hear this part. This part is what, what really gets to me. It has not entered into the heart of man. It, it, it's not even something that has crossed your mind what God is getting ready to do. It's not just something you think is impossible. It's something you haven't ever considered. It's something you didn't know was within the framework of God's desire. It has not entered into the heart of man. It's not one of your goals. It's not one of your ambitions. You really do think that it is beyond you. But God is trying to tell you, I'm going to take this river someplace you didn't think you could ever go. I'm going to take this river into the highways, the byways, the hills, and the valleys. Somebody needs to get their eyes off of the mundane things that your flesh has convinced you is coming and look unto the hills from which cometh your help because your help doesn't come from your job and your help doesn't come from your education. Your help comes from the Lord and I'm thankful for that this morning oh hallelujah Ezekiel look at that look at that look under the look under the door Ezekiel's just walking around looking at the temple he's just checking things out oh that's cool I see the windows and I see the carbuncles that's one of the words I don't know what it is so don't ask me to to get into a Hebrew exegetical explanation of a carbuncle but but God showed him the carbuncle. He showed him everything in that temple. All the nuts and the bolts, the, all the little details. And Ezekiel's just kind of seeing it all like, this is really cool. This is amazing. And then God brings him afterward. I, I love that. that. Afterward, God brought me to this door of the temple. Afterward, after he had given him all of these instructions and all of these details about a natural thing, he then takes him to the door of the temple and said, now I want you to see the purpose of it all. I want you to look down at the bottom of that door, Ezekiel, and out from under the door issues this water. And it's just, it's just like somebody left a sink running or something, you know, and, 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 it, and, it, and it overflowed. And it began to move out from under the door of the temple of the Lord. And, and, and then the, the man that had the reed in his hand, the line in his hand, and was measuring the temple and showing Ezekiel the measurements thereof, he said, he said follow me. And he led him out into those waters, and, and Ezekiel is just kind of sploshing, splashing, sloshing through the water. And, uh, and the Lord said, uh, what's it like now? And he, he looked down, and it's, it's ankle, it's to my ankles. And he said, we're not deep enough. Follow me again. And, and, and you know what? The ankle-deep water, that's nice water. You know, what, you know what it's like. You go, you go if, you're, if, you've, if you've been near the ocean and, and you didn't really plan on going down to the water, but you just couldn't resist. You didn't really, you didn't really plan on it, so you got, you got your socks and your shoes and your, everything's all set up. And you, but then you decide, I wanna, at least I'll go put my feet in the water. 
that's refreshing. That's refreshing enough. I just go, I just go put my feet in the water. And there's a lot of people in the church that that's all they've done with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. They've just, they've just put their feet in the water. And they're just happy to come sing a little song and hear a little sermon and, and, and go on home and just kind of splash their feet around and roll their pant legs up a little bit and, and just, just splash around. And God said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This thing is going somewhere. This thing, is, this thing is moving. This thing is running. This thing has a destination in mind. So I want, you to, I want you to follow me a little bit further. And he moved from the ankle deep experience into the knee deep experience. Oh, hallelujah. Now, knee deep experience is something different. Knee deep experience, you're a little more committed to this river that is running and raging. And, and, and knee-deep experiences, it's, it's more than just ankle-deep. You, you, you got to be careful or, you know, you get knee-deep. And if you don't want to get wet, don't bend your knees. Because here's what's going to happen. You got your pant leg, you got your pant leg rolled up to your knees so you don't get your pants wet. If a little bit of your pant cuff that you rolled up to your knee gets wet, the whole bottom of your leg is going to be wet. Just ask those who get the little bit of their shirt wet when they're baptizing, folks. You try so hard to roll that sleeve up as high as you can so that you don't get it wet, and then just a little bit of water gets on. The whole sleeve is wet from that day on, from that moment on in the day. And, and, and so that's what knee-deep water is like. He said, but, but don't be satisfied with knee-deep water. He said, I want you to follow me further. And he followed him further until it was up to his waist. He said, I kept walking into this water until finally it was waters to swim in. I could not pass over the river. I didn't know where I was anymore. I was standing in this water and I could, it was, it was now to the point that, that my feet didn't touch the ground in the water where I was standing. The water was above me. The water was under me. I couldn't get my head above the water. It was waters to swim in, and I could not pass over the river. Now, I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that this is very similar to the experience that a person has when they first step into their walk with God. I remember in Acts chapter 2 when the question was first posed, Men and brethren, what shall we do? This question came on the heels of these people who had learned that they were responsible for the death and the brutal crucifixion of the long-awaited Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And, and, and they had just been convicted by the word of God. The, the, the language that the book of Acts uses is this, they were pricked in their heart. And I'm going to tell you the kind of preaching we need is preaching that pricks the heart. Preaching isn't supposed to just pat us on the back and make us feel good where we are. There is encouragement in preaching and there is edification in preaching. Don't get me wrong. There is to be comfort in preaching. But the, but the preaching of the word of God is designed like a sharp two-edged sword. Sharper than any other instrument in the world. And it is to prick the heart of those who hear it. It pricked their heart that day. And when their heart was pricked, they, they, they responded by saying, well, then what, what shall we do? Men and brethren, somebody tell us. Don't just tell us that we're in sin. Tell us what shall we do about the sin that we have just been enlightened about. And then came the thunderous response, the very first time that the answer to that question was offered. It was offered by the apostle Peter. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why if you want to get baptized today, we're only going to baptize you one way and that's the way they administered it in the word of the Lord. They baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, hallelujah, God manifest in the flesh, the Father who became the Son, Jesus the Messiah, the great I am, the altogether lovely. Oh, hallelujah. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and, and when somebody experiences what Peter was saying, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When someone experiences that, there's a little trickle, hallelujah, that starts up in the temple. Now, now, now before, you, before you misunderstand, let me tell you what the temple is. Paul said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This water is inside of you. God puts it in you as a well of living water and it springs up into everlasting life. Oh, hallelujah. And it flows out of you rivers of living water. And this acts Chapter 2 and verse 38 experience is when the water begins to trickle in the temple and come out from under the door. Don't just go splash your feet in it. And don't just let it be up to your ankles, but move on into the glory of the Lord that he has for you. Don't just be excited that he saved your soul. Don't just be excited that he brought you out of darkness, but move on into the glory of God. There are waters, hallelujah, to swim in. There is faith and there is joy and there is peace and there is love and there is gentleness and there is goodness. Goodness. There are words of wisdom and words of knowledge. There is a discerning gift of the Spirit of God. You can discern spirits through what the Holy Ghost will do for you. Just move on into your walk with God. Obey every word. Don't pick and choose like you're at some kind of a buffet. This isn't Golden Corral. This is the Word of God. You go and say, give me everything you've got for me, Lord. I'll obey every word you speak into my life. I'm going to tell you something. You, you're still in a, you're still in a, a, a natural body. And this natural body gets fleshly and it gets carnal. And so you're not maybe not going to like everything the Lord tells you. But this is why you pray. This is why you say, God, help my heart to be humble. Let not my heart be lifted up in pride. But let me receive your word into my spirit. So that every time your word speaks, there is a witness in the Holy Ghost you put inside of me. That says, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth. And whatever you say to me to do I'm going to do it hallelujah if it's forgive I'm going to forgive if it's love I'm going to love if it's be nice be kind I'm going to be kind because the Holy Ghost in you will give witness to the word of God that comes to you oh hallelujah waters in every place these waters touch there is life glory to God and if you've been living for God for a little while, you know that you just step out into the waters and they get deeper. And that's all right. Just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. This river's going somewhere. This river has a destination. There, there's glory getting ready to come from what you're experiencing. But here's the thing that Ezekiel learned. There was an important interval in this whole process of the vision. Somewhere between the trickle in the temple... And the raging river that healed everything it touched. There was an important interval in Ezekiel's vision. And it was this. Ezekiel had moved into ankle deep waters and everything was fine. He had moved into knee deep waters and everything was good. He was going by what the Lord told him to do. Keep going, keep going, keep going. He moved into waist deep waters and he was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, okay. Whoa, this is a little, a little rough out here. But all right, I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. But then Ezekiel went into an area of those waters that he was not completely comfortable with. He had moved into waters to swim in. He said, I couldn't see. I couldn't see where I was. He said, I could not pass over the river. And I, was, I had done what God told me to do. And I had walked the path he told me to walk. And I'd gone the direction he told me to go. And yet I find myself in waters that are over my head. 
I'm in over my head. And I've come today with a specific message for a specific soul. Whoever you may be who feels like you're in over your head. That's where Ezekiel found himself. He wanted to serve the Lord, but he's in over his head. He wanted to obey God's word, but he's in over his head. He's grasping for air. He's trying to find his way up to the top of the surface. He, he was having fun while it was waist deep. It was nice and refreshing while it was ankle deep. Get a little shout here and a little song there and a little testimony now and then. That was great. But now we're into some uncomfortable areas. And I don't know where to go with this. I don't know what you want from me, God. But I'm out here. I need somebody to throw me a life preserver. Because I'm out here trying to do what you called me to do and say what you told me to say and go where you told me to go. But I can't swim in these waters. I can't pass over this river. Lord, it was great when you were showing me the carbuncles. That was awesome insight. It was wonderful when you were showing me the windows of the temple and describing to me all of the things you were going to do. When I was being told the vision of the Lord, that was, that was all fine. But Lord, you've led me someplace. I don't know where I am. And I'm trying to figure this thing out. Then the Lord spoke to him and caused him. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, God will just take some things out of your hand. And he'll cause you to go where you need to go. God took Ezekiel out from those waters. Ezekiel's down there gurgling and gasping and trying to swim, doggy paddling. Trying to get to the top of the surface of the water. But he can't get where he needs to go. So God said, I'm going to bring you back to where it all started. I'm going to return you to the brink of the river. I need you to come back back to where the trickle first started in the temple. I need you to come back to where the waters first began to flow. I need you to come on back to when it was humble and simple and beginning. I'm preaching to somebody. You want to live for God. You want to serve God. You want to obey God. But you are in waters over your head. And you know God has something for you. And you know there's purpose. And there's providence. And there's a plan. But you can't even catch your breath right now. The word of the Lord for you today is this. Return. To the brink of the river. Come on back to where you first heard the word of God. Come on back to where he first spoke so gently. To your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to know God has a lot for you. I told you about it. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Working of miracles. Discerning of spirits. Hallelujah. He's got faith and love and joy and goodness and temperance. He's got, he's got a lot for you. But don't you ever think that you're ever going to get away from that humble, simple, basic walk with God that started this whole thing. You'll get out there in waters you don't know how to navigate. You'll get out there in places you don't understand. And God is saying, return to the brink of the river. Oh, hallelujah. There's something about returning to the brink of the river. Jonah found out the hard way. When God tells you to go, you go. And he, God said go. Jonah said no. And then Jonah said, uh-oh. This was not a part of Jonah's plan. 
He somewhere, folks, he was a prophet. The Bible calls him a prophet. Jesus called him a prophet. This man knew the voice of God. He heard the voice of God. And somewhere in his journey from ankle to waist to knee deep, whatever, wherever he was in his journey, somewhere he got the idea he didn't have to obey God anymore. And God said, that's not how this works. You get on whatever ship you want to get on. You can't get away from the call of God upon your life. You know, I, I just got to tell you something. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of much because the Lord has given me victory over fear. And I thank God for that. So I'm not just that. I hate heights. But I'm not afraid of too many things. But I'll tell you something that absolutely terrifies me. And that is to be willfully out of the will of God. Out of the call of God. To be away from what he is telling me. I'm gonna, that terrifies me. Because if I'm over here and he's over there, I need help. I need a preacher to preach to me and say, return to the brink of the river. Return to the brink of the river. If I'm over here and his purpose and his plan and his providence is somewhere over there, I need somebody to preach the word and prick my heart and say, repent, repent, repent. That terrifies me. I don't want God to be done with me. I don't want God to be finished with me. Lord, help me be sensitive and obedient to your word. Jonah just departs on a ship and he, he, he finds himself in a position where he is in total disobedience to God. A storm brews and that's what happens when we are disobedient to God. So many storms are unnecessary. Not all. Some are, are God sent and, and he's going to show you that you can walk on the water. But some are just totally unnecessary. They come because we're disobedient. And that's where Jonah was. He was disobedient, and that's what caused the storm. And then you can look, some of the storms that you're going through right now, you look back on it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's when I did that really ignorant thing. That's when I shouldn't have done what I done, shouldn't have said what I said. Shouldn't have slammed the door, shouldn't have stomped out. Shouldn't have hurled that insult. Oh, yeah, I remember quite well. And now I got this whole big storm. Jonah has got this storm. It's about to capsize the boat. And the guys are like, somebody has angered their God. And Jonah's over there like, he's like on his phone just trying. Acting like nobody. I know somebody must have done something really bad. And finally they started drawing straws and it came down to Jonah. And they looked at him and said, hey, have you done something? The moment of truth had arrived, but he'd been with these guys for a little while, and he thought, well, you know, I could just tell them what happened. I'm, they're my buddies now. You know, we're shipmates. Stick together. So I'll just tell them. Well, apparently I did. I have disobeyed the Lord, and, uh, and, uh, and it, it, he's probably angry at me, but, you know, I appreciate you guys understanding. Two minutes later, they're throwing him overboard. <laughs> he's Folks, he's crashing into the water. This was not a part of his cruise plan. He's on this cruise <sighs> thinking he's going to somehow walk away from God. And, and the, they are throwing him overboard. He is in the depths of the water. Folks, that's when you know it is all done. It is finished. You are sinking to the bottom of the ocean. These are, these are waters to swim in, all right. But here's the thing about those waters. There are, there are predators in those waters. See, some folks here today are in waters that God didn't lead you into. But you're in waters that your own rebellion and your own stubbornness led you into. That your own disobedience and arrogance led you into. And you're in waters to swim in. And you're flailing, trying to get your head above water. But the water's too deep. And the ocean is too wide. And the waves are too rough. And Jonah found himself at the mercy of the predators in the waters. But a fish came by. A whale came by. And folks, if you weren't having a bad day by being thrown overboard, you're really having a bad day when the fish comes and swallows you. 
Jonah is in the belly of a whale. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. Thank God Jonah didn't dig his heels in and say, I'm still going to defy God. This is my life. This is what I'm going to do. I've decided this is what I'm going to do. And so many people, they've been thrown overboard. They've been sinking into the ocean. They've been swallowed by a whale. And they're still digging their heels in saying, God, I don't care what you say, what you do. I'm going to do what I want to do and go where I want to go. And, and, and God is trying to give them every opportunity. And, and thank God Jonah returned to the brink of the river. Jonah went back to where it all started. He said, oh, God, hear my cry. The sorrows of death are compassing me. The bars of hell are all around me. I have sunken into the worst quagmire I could ever sink into. Oh God, hear my cry. And if that's you today, you don't need to hesitate for one more moment. You need to cry unto God and let him know. God, I'll return to the brink of repentance. I'll return to the brink of humble submission. I'll return to the brink of obedience. Don't, don't be stubborn. Pray. Don't be rebellious. Worship. You need to come back to where it all started. Do you know that the moment that Jonah began to, to speak this word of repentance and prayer, the Lord, the Bible says, spoke to the fish. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what repentance will do. Repentance will take the voice of God and cause him to speak to whatever fish has got a hold of you. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what has swallowed you up. I don't know what is currently digesting you as we speak. But if you will cry unto God from the deep miry clay, he'll speak to those circumstances. He'll speak to that fear. He'll speak to that addiction. He'll speak to that depression. He'll speak to whatever thing has a vice grip on you. Hallelujah. It's time to return to the trickle in the temple. It's time to return to the brink of the river, to the humble things, to the basic things, to the simple things, to a simple praise. To a simple prayer. People, people sometimes revel in being deep. Oh, I'm deep. Let me tell you what deep is. Because deep is awesome. But let me tell you what deep is. Deep is, is simply simplicity. The reason that it's deep is because there are so many layers of tradition on top of it. So many layers of misunderstanding on top of it. So many layers of preconceived notions and false teaching on top of it. And by the time you've unraveled all the heresy and all the false doctrine and all the misguidance and all of the misunderstanding and all of the hypocrisy and all of the rebellion and all the stuff that shouldn't have been there in the first place and you actually get to the truth, you've gone deep. But it wasn't supposed to be deep. It was just simple the whole time. And you look at it and you're like, wait, I've read that scripture a hundred times. But I'm just seeing this for the very first time because it took God that long to rip all the layers off of you that you had put up between you and his truth. Oh, you don't got to go so deep, 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 deep. Just be rested in the simplicity of Jesus Christ and every deep thing you need will come to you. Return. Return to the simplicity of holiness. Return to the simplicity of prayer. Return to the simplicity of reading the word of God and obeying it. Return to the simplicity of loving your neighbor. Return to the simplicity of asking God to forgive you. Return to the simplicity of loving mercy and doing justly and walking humbly with thy God. Return to the simplicity of believing God, having faith in God, trusting in the Lord God I, I can't I can't find my way out of this come with me
Come with me. Come on, that's it. Keep, keep, come swim. Swim back. There it is. Put your feet down. There it is. That's the ground. Come back to the brink of the river. And when you come back to the brink of the river, now, Ezekiel, look at the big picture of what God is doing. And at the brink of the river, Ezekiel looked out and saw that river that he couldn't navigate by himself. That he couldn't, that he could not move past, couldn't pass over. Now he's looking at that river everywhere that it's going. And everybody that it's touching. And every person that it's blessing. And every vegetation that it's bringing back to life. And every fish, exceeding numbers of fish that are multiplying in the river. Hallelujah. And he can see it. And he can only see it from the brink of the river. <laughs> Glory to God. I love Tree of Life Church. I love Tree of Life Church. And I love the vision that God has had for us. He has given us a beautiful vision. The leaves of this tree of life are for the healing of the nations. Your gentleness and your goodness that the Holy Ghost produces in you is going to heal everybody in your workplace. Your love and your meekness that the Holy Ghost is producing in you is going to heal your marriage. The peace and the goodness of God and the temperance in your language and the temperance in your behavior, it's going to heal relationships relationships that you thought were dead for a long time people are going to see the change in you this is this is the tree of life church it's a place where we love one another and respect one another and we love the lord our god with all our heart our soul our mind and our strength and god has great things for us in every place we go there's going to be healing and there's going to be deliverance and there's going to be liberty we're already seeing it i love when the testimony of a healed marriage emerges. I love when the testimony of a child coming back to God emerges. I love when the testimony of somebody delivered from alcoholism or drug abuse emerges. But there are deep waters we have to go to. Some of those deep waters, I'm going to tell you. Man. You can splash around in those deep waters. It can get pretty deep when you're talking about planning commissions, when you're talking about banking institutions, when you're talking about construction, groundbreaking, when you're talking about codes, when you're talking about restrictions and regulations. Man, you can get lost in those deep waters. You can start splashing around in the holes and think, oh, my Lord, have mercy. Where am I? God, help me. <laughs> no, seriously, help me. <laughs> that, that, was, that was an actual prayer, folks. <laughs> and God says, listen, if you'll just return to the brink of the river, come on back to the stuff that brought you here. Because you didn't get here by having a great lending institution. You didn't get here by having a great, the greatest planning commission in the world. You didn't get here, ladies and gentlemen, by having all of these things to work in your favor. You got here by faith. We have come this far by faith. Leaning on his holy word. Come this far by prayer and by fasting, by worship, by trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all can have the snorkel gear if you want it. Y'all can have the scuba gear if you want it. I don't need that. I'm going to come right back here to the simple prayer, fasting, preaching the word, preaching Jesus, teaching the word, teaching home Bible studies, praying, worshiping, loving my neighbor, being there for those who are hurting, comforting those who mourn, lifting the spirits of those who are downtrodden. And from that position, I can see what the Lord is doing do it I can see it everywhere the river goes look there's another tree growing over there 
there's fruit fruit for meat look there's leaves leaves for medicine look it's going to heal the cancers of society look it's going to heal the cancers in marriages look over there I see it but I can only see it I can only see it from the brink of the river hallelujah 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 glory 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 hallelujah I can dance on the brink of the river I can shout at the brink of the river let the river flow let the river flow I'm gonna shout at the brink of the river somebody lift your hands to him right now if you will Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Yes. Come on, that's it, tree of life. That's it, tree of life. Let the river flow out of you. Let the river flow out of you. Let that river be in you a well of living water, springing up into everlasting life. Come on, somebody, give him a simple praise right now. Give him a simple praise right now. Give him a humble hallelujah right now. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory! Hallelujah! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! I need somebody who's in over their head to give God a praise right now! To give God a praise right now! Glory! Hallelujah! 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 <laughs> Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Praise him like you haven't praised him in a while. Praise him like you haven't praised him in a while. If you haven't spoken in tongues in a while, it's time to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. If you haven't wept in a while, it's time to weep. Return. Return to where this all started. Return. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want somebody right now to return to the old landmark. The old landmark of humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. The old landmark of seeking the face of God with all of your heart, with all of your soul. The old landmark of worshiping Him in the beauty of holiness. The old landmark of seeking the help of your Savior. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, you know that it works. You know that repentance works. You know that seeking God works. You know that abasing yourself before Him, humbling yourself before Him. You know that it works. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah,
there's a sweet moving of the Spirit of God in this place. Glory. Glory to His name. God is calling you into a sweet simplicity of serving Him. Into a sweet simplicity of humbling yourself before Him. Into a sweet simplicity of seeking His face. Glory to His name. to the end of yourself do you thirst for a drink from well that's it Jesus that's is it. calling come on Ezekiel come on child of sorrows God he's calling to you yes he is from the he's ashes a new yes, life is born Jesus is calling Come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, oh come to Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness, forgiveness, but with the precious blood. One more time, said, come to the altar. One more time. Oh, what a 